Hi, I'm Tony Kramer with RDO Equipment Company. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Every day there are phenomenal advancements being made in the field of agriculture technology. RDO Equipment Company is a leader in agriculture equipment and precision agriculture technology and is here with industry experts bringing the latest news and information from RDO and John Deere. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is episode 160. Welcome to the new year. Welcome to a new season of the Agriculture Technology Podcast. This is season number seven. Wow. We are on episode 160, seven seasons into it, uh, six seasons recorded, working on seventh season. This is awesome. In this episode, we are going to sit down with Andy Lukens and talk a little bit about some of the struggles in recruitment of service technician in today's world and how technology plays a role in finding the right people for the right job. You know, one of the questions I, I always wonder is what can young aspiring technicians or anybody in the ag industry, what can they do today to help make decisions for their future? Andy, Big Andy, seven foot cowboy. What what are we gonna call you? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Tony. It's great to be here. Uh, they do call me RDO Big Andy, and uh, that's just because I stand seven feet tall. But uh, I've got another alias that we won't get into too much. This the seven foot cowboy. But uh, absolutely awesome to join you today and, and talk a little bit about recruiting. Great. Before we dive into it, Andy, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, kind of how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So. Uh, I started and, and grew up in the in equipment industry. Uh, my father was uh, was a parts manager for 40 years and, and then a store manager as well. And so I kind of knew this business a little bit, but uh, I didn't go home to take over the store or anything like that. I, I went to college and started working in academics and was actually helping students figure out what they were going to do for school. And uh, did that both at four-year and two-year institutions and started to realize that the uh, the two-year colleges and and the four-year colleges were providing just a great product. And, and industry called me up one day and said, hey, can you come help us figure out how we can get young talent into the enterprise and into our organization? So I've been doing that for uh, about uh, six years now and really had an absolute blast uh, getting to engage young people and, quite frankly, people that are changing their careers and making shifts uh, along the way. That happens, too. And anybody that's looking to get into this business uh, of working with equipment, I get to hang out and talk with them. Yeah, so you are the recruitment program manager here at RDO Equipment, so you see a lot of it. I mean, it's it's all the industry that we cover in the RDOffit umbrella, but what I want to dive into today is kind of that, you know, the service technician role or the equipment field. What does recruitment look like? Of course, COVID, we all know it, we're living through it. How has that kind of changed? So let's start by talking about what did the recruitment field or, or the recruitment role look like, say, five years ago? Yeah, so you bring up a good point in, in the world of the industry. And, and five years ago, we had applicants. The The job market was good. There was low unemployment uh, and then there was a period of, of unemployment, right? And, and that maybe that gets us a little bit closer to, to 10 years ago, but uh, there was a lot of people looking for jobs. And we were having to feed through applicants, and they were finding us. They were looking for work, and they would apply, 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 and try to find the best job. 
that has drastically changed to today. And so there's been this lull in the middle where the world was doing great and we had to go out and, and industry as a whole, the equipment world had to st- start to kind of hunt and find their people. And now you add in the, the world of the pandemic and the fact that the uh, this business hasn't stopped, you know, we're still putting a crop in the ground every single year. It, it doesn't stop, even if there's a global pandemic. And so we're still having to hunt for people, and we're really having to make a compelling case of why joining the world of, of equipment is so important and how they can make a difference. You also factor in that uh, way back, so significant number of years, the, the trades and the technical schools were really the place everybody was talking about and everybody was going there and they were high in demand careers and then us as a world we changed right and, and I beg to say that the internet is part of the reason that it changed uh, we started to realize that there was a need for some more four-year degrees and there's still a perfect fit for those people but we lost sight a little bit of these these trade programs that can provide somebody a, a successful career after just a couple years of education and, and really doing something that's making an impact. And when I say doing, I mean they're turning a wrench or they're solving a problem on an actual machine every day. So that's that's probably the biggest shift in, in the world, not just in the recruiting world, but just the overall mindset of do people still even talk about these careers with their young person or themselves about what should I do in my life? Yeah, you bring up a really good point there, Andy, that I didn't even think about before we sat down to talk about this. But just the yeah, the shift in society, the shift in the world of, you know, I think back to when I was in high school or even when I was uh, just a little shooter. Yeah, the the trade industries or the tradesmen out there, tradesmen and women uh, doing those type of things, the plumbing, the HVAC, the the technicians, the electricians, the, all of that stuff, it was very, very common. And now today, I think that, yeah, it's either less common or we've got less kids going to uh, a higher education or things like that. So that brings in a whole nother spectrum of what is happening in the not only the ag industry but industries all over and and finding the right people and you talked about one thing that brings me or leads me right into the next question how is technology changing what we find for service technicians or how you recruit or go about recruiting the right people for the right job yeah well First and foremost, technology is now the, the biggest selling piece of this entire deal. If you don't show up and when you start talking about this industry, if you don't start saying specific examples about technology, you've missed the boat on somebody. And the philosophy, I really kind of equate it down to the fact that we used to be able to go find some of the best technicians right off the farm, right? Uh, they, they were competing against six brothers and four sisters to take over the family farm, and one of them was going to get kicked out. So they'd get smart and go get a two-year degree and become a service tech for us and then charge their siblings to work on the farm. <laughs> But uh, that doesn't work as much anymore. The uh, families are a little bit smaller. Some of the communities are getting a little more rural. And so with that, we've had to start to look at different populations. And some of those groups, you know, you think about folks that are in a, in a community that maybe never seen a tractor in their life. 
uh, but they're really dang good on the computer and they can solve problems and they can work on a, a machine or they've been, yeah, I always joke with it. It's the the kids that have been tinkering on their, their car that they've had since they were 14 when they, they bought it and they made it work and they tuned it up. Uh, and then back at home, they're working on the, their computer, they're playing games, they're looking at technology as a way to to kind of advance themselves. And what they don't realize is all that stuff's happening in these machines, right? I mean, we're seeing autonomy. We're seeing the the global positioning systems. We're seeing the data that's used in our agricultural world every day. And we just need to be able to tell that story. And as an industry as a whole, we need to scream it from the mountaintops because that's where we're going to find them. There's only a handful of kids back on the farm, and quite frankly, uh, for us in the industry, we need them as customers just as much as we need them on the fee- in, in our business as a as an employee or a team member. So, the uh, the big thing is to share that message, and uh, I think a lot of it is just the introduction, uh, talking about what's new and and futuristic. Um, John Deere, you know, happens to be one of our partners, but I I go do a lot of industry talks, and they six seven years ago they put together a video called the future of farming, and there's two versions of it. And I'll be honest, I must be one of the single biggest viewers of that thing because I've seen it fourteen thousand times. But I it's embedded in my uh, in my presentation. I love showing people that video. Because students look at it and they go, there's no way that's real. And then you think about today and you go, yeah, 60, 70% of that is already happening. You just have, you know, maybe we don't have the clear uh, screen on our on our truck. But uh, it's pretty incredible the way the world has changed. And, and we need to talk about that because it's not this dirty job anymore. And, and I think that's the reputation that this has got a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I will be honest with you, I am also an avid watcher of the John Deere Farm Forward video. I They got, like you said, two versions of it. One is just uh, came out a couple years ago, and the other one was prior to that. But uh, yeah, go out and watch that if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, John Deere Farm Forward, it's a great video. Um, just kind of, you know, spitballing, looking out into the future of what the ag industry could look like. But you you bring up another point about a lot of people don't realize the amount of technology that's either embedded in these machines and or the technology that is being used as tools. So we talk about John Deere's service advisor tool, or uh, you take your, your Chevy or Ford pickup into the dealership, they plug a computer into that machine to, or pickup to fin- figure out what's going on with it. So it there's so much technology involved. And the next question I want to ask you, Andy, is this technology that's being used either as a tool or embedded in the machines, you talked about the conversation and how it's presented and all of that. Technician or service work is not just turning wrenches anymore. There's there's a lot more to it. Is all of this making it easier or harder to find the right people for those jobs? I'd beg to say it's it's a bit of the splitting the difference, but it's probably a little bit harder uh, because the old uh, the old one popper that great granddad had uh, was easily fixed with uh, with a toolbox that you could probably carry it the size of your lunchbox today. And nowadays, uh, I've said this in my whole career. 
the single first tool that you will buy, uh, or in our case, be given, is your laptop. And so we need to find tech people that are interested in that. And so the ability to understand what they see and diagnose on the computer is a skill set that's a little bit different than uh, than ever before. And it's hard to find that, right? you got to find somebody who's willing to go turn the wrench after they diagnose. And that's a, that's a bit of a mind shift for somebody where they, they just like to fix things. And, and that's maybe the old standard cliche of a service technician is, they, they would see something and they'd fix it. And it didn't matter how it got fixed, but it got fixed and it was working again. Where now it's not so much the case. You have to really diagnose it and make sure you're making the right fix because the whole machine is powered by uh, technology and computers and uh, the electrical side of stuff. It's, it's pretty easy to rebuild a, a hydraulic cylinder if you know that's what's wrong. It's not so easy to uh, repair the, the mainframe technology if you don't know what's wrong yet. So you got to diagnose that right away uh, and be able to handle that and be able to switch kind of on the fly. So uh, your mind, you look at the machine and you say, whoops, this attachment isn't working because of X, Y, and Z, and it's this cutting bar is wrong. Well, now I'm looking at this thing and it's throwing an error code because of X, Y, Z sensor. Well, that's a different fix, and, and it's a different mindset. So you kind of have to find a technician who's a little more problem-focused but willing to challenge themselves and willing to take the risk and want to learn with the business and with the industry because gone are the days of everything being the same. I mean, every single year something new and different comes out, and you have to have that passion for learning in order to be a successful technician. You can't just go to school for two years and think you're going to be uh, a world-class level four technician. It's not going to happen. Uh, you have to constantly be willing to learn and update your skill sets to adapt with the change. And I think that's a person that has that drive, but it's also something that's really hard to find. And uh, it's not an easy skill set that uh, you just get uh, right away. You've kind of got to earn that and, and grow yourself into that, that mentality. Yeah, and I do want to mention, you talk about these skill sets and what it takes to to work on not only the ag equipment, but if you're an auto technician, if you're a computer technician, whatever it may be, whether you are a service technician for a company in the industry or, in our case, being an ag, if you're on your own farm fixing your own equipment, the same thing goes into it. It's It's having that knowledge, having that understanding of... Equipment today and equipment in the future is very technologically advanced. There's a lot of computers, a lot of controllers, a lot of sensors. So it doesn't matter if we're talking, again, a service technician here at RDO Equipment or if it's that the young kid on the farm that he just he learned his way through it and, and he's on the farm with dad and they fix their own equipment. And that's totally fine, too. But there's just so much more involved today than just turning wrenches and, and changing fluids. So again, it, this isn't just, I mean, taking recruitment out of it and, and taking the the dealership aspect out of it, even at home, uh, at home work, at home repairs, things like that, you still, there's so much more to just the repair industry, not only from a dealership perspective. Yep. Now, the last thing I want to ask you, Andy, is 
you know, a young kid that is looking to find their career path or somebody that's like you had mentioned, looking to change their career path. What are some, give me a, just a couple, two or three best practices. What can these people be doing to really find that path to get them where they want to be? Yeah. So I think there's uh, the biggest one that people need to realize is that there isn't a single dealership or business in this world today that is, doesn't have an open door policy to somebody thinking they're going to change. So the minute you have an interest or you're intrigued, walk in the front door. Uh, ask some questions, ask for the, the, the store manager, ask for if they have a recruiting person or, or somebody like that to, to have some conversation about what's going on, get a tour, understand it. Uh, a lot of times that for, for us, that's people that are in the city that have never been in a dealership. They've maybe driven by or, or seen it, but they're going, I wonder what the heck happens there. And then they realize they want to be a service technician because they like solving problems, but they still don't know what's going on in the front door. So walk in the front door, start asking some questions. Everyone in this industry is going to share their story. It's it's the way this has been for – be the same. Uh, you'd be careful doing it, but if you really wanted to get into farm work, you could probably find, go to the coffee shop and start asking some farmers for their story, and I'm going to guess they're going to tell you some of it. Uh, so it's going to be uh, that first and foremost. I think the second thing is to really do your research on these companies, uh, especially if you're looking to get into the dealerships and uh, in in, in that kind of thing. You know, you've got independents, you've got large-scale dealers, mid-scale dealers you got different types types of equipment from construction to ag uh, you've got automotive groups that that are out there trucks uh, so the the wealth is really there and uh, and then even some of the contractors are, are hiring their own mechanics these days too so uh, the wealth of, of knowledge there you got to figure out where you're gonna fit in right am I am I interested in this type of work or that and you can do a lot of that online you know check out these companies websites look at their LinkedIn pages and and you know the review sites that are out there figure out the culture of the company you want to be at uh, you know I play a little bit of favorites I'm on team green for good reason but uh, the uh, the ultimate thing is that there's different stuff for different people, and, and you want to find that fit, right? You don't want to just get a job. You need a career, a passion, and, and quite frankly, a vocation, something you love doing every day. Uh, and then the last thing, you know, is if you're really serious about it, you got to find out what kind of support they have. And especially for young people or people changing their career, we've got – programs and, and most of the these industries today have some sort of a program to support talent in their efforts to to get into the industry and that could be as educational funding uh, internship experiences job shadowing all of that kind of stuff that can give you that jump start from joining the business as a high schooler kind of seeing what's going on and then getting the, that company to help support you through your education is really important and key so yeah, that last one there leads me right into my last question for you, Andy. You know, what are some resources? Where can people go to find some of these careers or these jobs? Where can they go? Who can they talk to? Yeah, so the the best way to do it is if you're on LinkedIn uh, or if you're on the company's Facebook page, just shoot a generic question in, hey, I'm interested in it. And you're going to get pointed to the right person to, to catch him on the phone or or via an email conversation to start the uh, the gateway to that. 
Um, if you're interested, you can always follow RDO Big Andy on Instagram, uh, and I would certainly answer questions and point you in the right direction uh, across the entire uh, world. We've got folks that I get reached out to all the time with people just random questions about, hey, this or that, and I'm more than willing to answer those for you. Um, but there's not a single person that wouldn't help you find that. So just ask one question and, and let it lead to the nether. But I think the biggest thing is you got to just be willing to take the first step of putting yourself out there a little bit and, and asking the question of, I'm interested, can you tell me more? And nobody's offended if it's not what you want, but they will be offended if you never ask the question because you're, you're not going to find the success that you're looking for doing that. Yeah, that goes to to say with, I mean, anything in life, uh, ask the question. You're never going to know if you don't ask the question. So uh, thank you very much, RDO Big Andy, for taking the time to sit down and talk with me a little bit about the recruiting industry or the recruiting outlook and kind of how it's changed over time. So thanks for doing this. Hey, my pleasure. It's been an absolute uh Awesome time. Been a long-time listener, first-time caller. I've always wanted to say that on the radio, so I get to say it today. (laughs) Hey, there you go. Take a moment to subscribe to this show and share us with your friends. We are on many different platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are on Stitcher, Overcast, SoundCloud, and many others. Please drop us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. And don't forget to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and catch all of our latest videos on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter at RDO Tony K. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. If you have questions about the technology and products discussed or have ideas about future episodes, please leave them in the comments below. You can also subscribe to RDO's YouTube channel and be in the know about each episode or tune in on any streaming service. Thanks again for listening.